0: How do you disclose without denial?
1: We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship.
2: Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production.
1: Hi, I'm Ashlyn, The Once Betrayed. I'm
2: Kobe, The Once Addicted. And I'm Brandon, The Expert.
1: And he's definitely an expert.
2: You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time.
0: And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well.
1: Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one.
0: And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now.
2: All right, guys, let's roll. That's going to be a rad topic for today. And we have all had a super interesting conversation about this. So you guys are in for a treat today. Uh, Before we jump in, though, we're going to read a review. If you haven't yet, jump over to iTunes. Love to have you rate and review. And it just might be your review that we read. So this says, hope giving. For the first time, I feel validated and hopeful. I thought I was crazy. I did not know why I was so angry or what to do to help our relationship. We are just beginning the journey To healing and recovery and it looks overwhelming but kobe and ashley give me hope i have binge listened to the podcast crying my way through many of the episodes so much so much great content keep up the good work thank you you are not alone in crying through episodes because that is a common common uh response we get from people so and that's a good thing you're processing feeling so you're feeling it
0: that's that's a good thing let the tears flow so yeah all right, you hey. say we just had an interesting conversation. Um, maybe we can rehave it a, a little bit here. Um, I think so. It's always interesting when you talk about denial uh, because it, it, when you get called out in your denial, it's not that fun. But when you talk <laughs> about it, it's really kind of funny because it's so stupid. Like some of the stuff that that goes on to di- to distort reality um, is kind of nuts, and and it's really kind of
2: like the lengths that if I'm just putting myself back on those shoes, the lengths that I would go to, um, in effort to not share the full truth, because I was like, that'll be a deal breaker for sure. But what's the least amount that I need to share in order for this to, to count. But I, I still want to save some face, but will it, will it will work if I just say this much and I would like, Ashlyn says, the word, I I would do mental gymnastics to try to get around yes. this, to work through my denial.
1: Well, and did you not believe some of the, like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I went to the edge, but I didn't cross the edge, so I'm good. Did yeah. you not feel that? Oh,
2: I did that a gazillion <laughs> times,
1: a gazillion
2: so, times for sure.
1: Just stop right here. If you've ever felt that, whether you're the betrayed or the betrayer, you're normal, okay? Yeah, that's
0: That's true. <laughs> Um, but it also is a form of denial. Yes. And and so, I mean, how this conversation started was I was saying, let's talk about, you know, defining a slip, defining a relapse, you know, at what point have you crossed this line? So you need to disclose something at what point. And, and, and I think we need, in some ways, defining those things is important, but we need to take a step back and look at this from a a bigger perspective and understand some principles here. Yes. Um, Because I've seen guys who think they're slipping all the time Mm -hmm. because they see a a beautiful woman at a grocery store, they're, they're calling that a relapse and they're sleeping on the floor for the, for the week Mm -hmm. in their house. Um, I've seen guys hang out with prostitutes, you know, but not have sex and, but do everything in between, but you know, they didn't relapse because, you know, they didn't have sex. So, um, there's this huge gray area. Um, and it's only gray because of all this denial that goes on in, in, Would, go ahead. Do You
1: also say the unspoken agreements, like we haven't actually defined in our relationship, what these things mean that too, or.
0: Oh, so, so Ashton, you just got to kind of the crux of it, oh, which
1: sorry.
0: is, <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're jumping right to it, but we, we need to get there. Is I actually believe when when you get caught up on the language. Is it a slip? Is it a relapse? In some ways You're not doing the relationship work because you're saying well, what did you do? You tell me as opposed to in a relationship in a healthy relationship You both come together authentic and honest about who you are. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about um Let's say, we, we, were, we were just laughing about, about this term that I hear.
1: Which I've <laughs> oh, never heard.
0: Only in my line of work. Um, <laughs> but it's called half baiting. And uh, to half means that you stimulate yourself and enjoy the arousal and the stimulation up to the point of ejaculation, but you don't ejaculate. So as long as you don't ejaculate,
1: it doesn't
0: count. <laughs> is actual masturbation, so it doesn't count as as a relapse. And so you're good to go, right? No guilt, no shame, no none of that, right?
2: No disclosing.
0: Kobe, have you ever done any of this? <laughs> I,
2: I think probably the better. Are you question, pro, are you
0: a pro half Yeah. The
2: the better question is is when didn't I <laughs> half and 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 rationalize that stuff in my head? But, but really though for the say, first thirty five years of your life all you did was half I know. <laughs> Uh, no, but I got really good at, at, at doing that so that, so that it didn't. And, And that's actually the honest truth is I learned well in a skewed way, right? My addict, like the spike narrative for me was if I don't ejaculate, then I don't have to share this. And so it would be, yeah, that would be the space that I was in. And it's it's totally denial, um, and I think that I think that that denial. I want to say more about that. Meaning, I want us to say more about that that term denial and in, and in, in its place in this. Because I would not have thought back then that I was in denial. Um, I I know this for sure. I was never willing to just say this is what it was. Right, right, um, right. If I, if I
0: you know, let, let me kind of test this out with you, Kobe. Okay. So, cause what I'm hearing is like these moral constructs that we have, or these shoulds that we've set up of like, well, okay, if I don't cross that line, then it's not a sin. If I do cross that line, then it is a sin. Um, so if it's not a sin, then I don't have to disclose it. And so therefore I'm good. Um, so, you know, if, you know, if, if you, this, this will get a little graphic maybe, but if you masturbated Um, While you looked at a woman's knee, for example, um, that's weird a little bit, but let's say you got to arousal, you masturbated to to looking at a woman's legs, right? Um, If you masturbated to a woman's boobs, like looking at her nipples, like every
2: part of her, that's a bigger sin. Is it not, Kobe? Oh, yeah. Like the the, thinking back to how I thought that way, a hundred percent. It was like, if, if it was, if it was partial, if it was, if it was partial boob, but no nipple, then I was okay.
0: Listen, listen to that. Listen, how your mind is doing mental gymnastics. Yes. Where, you know, I I hear it all the time. I hear, you know, I spent four hours online yesterday looking at women, but I didn't see any nipples. So therefore like it's not a relapse. Um, I, I, I had a slip but it's not a relapse. Well, okay, you spent four hours numbing out, lusting, hijacked, uh, hijacked in dopamine, um, and, and you were probably getting a dopamine hit. By the way, a thousand off of, percent off of not seeing the nipple, like almost seeing it, and mm. kind of the the risqueness of that. Yeah. Um. So you were you were enjoying that little game that you were playing. Yeah. Um. The the point being. Okay, then what is what is a relapse? You know, if we get so stuck on, did you relapse? Did you not relapse? What is a relapse? Now, I want to come back to what you said, Ashlyn, because it's kind of the crux of it here. This this is would be my argument. Um, and and actually, Finlayson Fife said this in, in her episode when she was on with us the first mm. time, mm-hmm. is the issue is about transparency and openness in a relationship. Um, if I all these examples. Um, if I, if I play with my penis for, for two minutes and I think that's not a relapse, um, then I don't have to tell my wife. If I play with my penis for two minutes and I think that is a relapse, then I do need to tell my wife. How about this? What about something totally different? What about a willingness and an openness to tell my wife what is? So, Hey, why, like maybe, maybe we've have a a system set up where it's like, Hey, honey, I, I was in the tub and I played with my penis for two minutes. Um, I'm not scared to tell you that. I'm going to own that. Um, I can be honest with you about who I am and what happened. Whether we, whether we deem that a relapse or not a relapse, I am me. This is who I am. You're
2: just sharing, this is what happened. <laughs>
0: this is it. Here it I is. Can, and, and you know what? We might have something set up in our relationship where she's like, you know what? Like really, if you play with your penis in the tub for two minutes, I, I don't care. You don't have to tell me that. I'm good right? Totally. Now, now, if you play with your penis, the whole time you take a bath and lust after another woman. And lost in your head and fantasy. Lost in your head and fantasy. Like That would be good for me to know because you're, you're disconnecting from us, disconnecting from me. I'd really like to know that. Um, and, and so like in the relational work, it's where are we at with our sexuality? What lines get crossed that we do need to know about? What line gets, gets crossed that we don't need to know about? Um, and there's always that vulnerability in a in a healthy relationship where each person is themselves sexually, but
1: there's a connection there and a safety piece to it.
2: Yeah. Um, go ahead, Ashlyn.
1: It's just it's, I'm thinking back to your comment about getting stuck in the verbiage, maybe of recovery work, right? And the labels and like relapse and all these things. And it almost feels like I remember that. And it's the control part. I need to know these things because then I feel like I, that I'm doing the right things and I'm doing recovery right. And we're on the same track and we're in the same trajectory and letting go of that and saying, I mean, the truth of it is every person I've talked to that's been betrayed, it's the lies that hurt more than the actions. And when we start to actually talk about real intent, where is your heart? Where's your head? And it's not so we start having those, let's define what a slip is for our relationship and, and what I need to know, what your sponsor needs to know, that type of thing. All of a sudden, and I've seen this in the girls I work with, things that were like, that's not okay. Cause recovery says you can't do this. Yeah, it's like, yeah. actually. where did she get that message? Yes. From and what so,
0: therapist, what group, right. like where'd she get that message? Yeah. So
1: I have girls in group who some of them are like, I don't care if my husband masturbates. Right. Like that's their, their spoken agreement. Right. You know? And others are like, no, 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 no. And it's to me, I look at that, like, who cares? It's their relationship and they've well, spoken it and
0: so Ashton, I was, I was talking about this with the therapist that I supervise and, and, we were getting, and, and they were very much like, well, I want to know, Brandon, define what a slip is for me because I need to tell my clients this. Uh, define what a relapse is because I need to tell my clients this. And I kind of backed off and I started talking about this with them. And one of the therapists said, oh my gosh, like I'm getting it. When we step in as therapists and we say black and white, this is how it is for you. Um, we actually, in some ways, take away the opportunity for the, the couple and the relationship to work together and mm-hmm. do that vulnerable, it's kind of scary, shame-filled sexual discussion work. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, what he's saying is, what he was saying is, I need to back off and I need to educate them about real transparency mm-hmm. and openness in the relationship and, I'm, and i was like yes you're getting it like this is what i'm saying and that's what you're saying ashlyn you're saying the same thing
1: well it's like i mean how many times do you get someone saying tell me what my boundaries are here's yeah. the situation tell me what to do what are my boundaries and it's like i can't tell you who are you who are you are you you yeah. have to figure that out and so it's the same idea like You're going to figure these things out and have those spoken agreements. If you sit in it as a couple and figure out what, what those core values are, what's important. And I'm guessing to all of us, it's honesty and transparency. That's why we've all had this broken trust and safety and we want it. I, I, as,
0: as a therapist, I feed the fear cycle when I say, this is the rigid black and white system that you guys have to live under. And, um, and no matter what, that's how it is. Mm. Um, I feed the fear cycle. I feed on her end. She's always wondering, did he cross that line? Did he not cross that line? Totally. And on his end, he's always wondering, did I cross that line? How do I not cross that line? How do I, I'm really scared I'm going to, or I'm going to toy with maybe doing it, but not. Mm -hmm. And, and all of that is just unhealthy. It's, it's denial as opposed to authenticity.
1: You know, it's interesting. I'm thinking back to um, Kobe. I don't remember when you relapsed 29, 29 months into his recovery, he relapsed. And I remember when um, you told me and kind of shared, you know, you'd already talked to your sponsor, you'd already done those things, but it was like, wait, it was this. Like you, you went far enough that you're like, oh, okay, I've crossed this line, but it wasn't Kobe traditional relapse. Totally, it was this new Kobe who was taking ownership and saying, I was gone, like I was hijacked, and yes, it wasn't this that I'm normally looking at, but it was this, and that's not okay. Right, and um, just interesting. Yeah, it's
2: what what I'm hearing here is, it's all super super good, and it's it it is a great reveal. And for those of you who are, um, who are just starting in recovery, who are listening to this, and those of you who've been here, uh, you're getting something that, that um, I, you're, you're getting something that I got late in recovery and, and really to some extent, very, very late. And it's not because it wasn't offered up. It was because this is just a really challenging principle because what we're, what we're really talking about at its core is, my own perception, me, Kobe. My own perception of my air quotes okayness. How okay am I? Am I? Am I good enough, or am I not good enough by myself? No matter if I have bait No matter if I touch my penis for two minutes. Uh, no matter if I binge. Am I okay as as a person, or am I? Am I using? measurements from um from various outside people entities um to define my okayness uh uh-huh. yep. and if i can stand firm in in look i'm I'm okay I have this I have this problem. I have this this really unhealthy and very destructive um coping mechanism like this 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 addiction and if I indulge in it, then I disconnect from the people that I love the most and it's detrimental to me. Yeah. But even if that happens, I'm still a good human being and I could just say, this is what it is. Like ultimately what I hope that, that those of you who have betrayed can take away from this is like, you are okay and you don't need definitions to, you don't need to split hairs on definitions of slip, relapse, et cetera, to demonstrate your okayness. Um, my hope is that you'll just be able to say just very boldly and in a very transparent way, this is what happened. Realizing that the thing that happened doesn't make you good or bad, right or wrong, or whatever. doesn't make you in a, in a better standing with uh, your higher power or, um, or God and it can it can cause some waves it can cause some hurt and some damage but ultimately you're okay and if you can wrap your head around the fact that that you are okay it will be easier to stand there face the music and be transparent
0: the the kobe what you're saying is is spot on is the semantics do not define your recovery yeah um and, and you know that here's here's what I see that defines recovery, and it's actually on both sides for the betrayed and and the addicted. Um, totally, huh? Somebody in recovery experiences love. Um, somebody in recovery has integrity. Um, somebody in recovery um, they they're free. They have a sense of freedom, and and they can be them. And somebody in recovery can can create trust with with themselves and with others. And, and so when you start to see those things in a person, that's recovery. Um, now, now, somebody might be listening saying, okay, so you can half or masturbate or look at porn or have sex with whoever you want, as long as you have those things, Brandon, then you're okay. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because if you're, you're an integrous person who's creating love in your life and building trust with those around you, then you're not in denial. And if you're not in denial, guess what that does? It actually creates this this thing called sobriety, um, but we get that backwards a lot of times, where it's like you know whether I'm sober or not. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And and so like I'll, I'll worry about I'll, I'll be in all this denial all around whether I'm sober or not, but that's the most important thing. And it's actually we need to flip that on its head.
2: Yes. You work
0: on that integrity. You build you build that trust with yourself and with others you're not in denial. You're not going to, you're not going to fool yourself into acting out.
2: Yes. Right. And, and so, so to drill down on that just a little bit for for those of you who are like, work on my integrity, what Brandon is saying is so critical because it's what principle, what internal principle or principles will guide you, will you use to guide your life? Yes. What vow, what do you value and, and, and how do you want to use that value to guide your life? To provide safety and to provide clarity of what is and what is not okay for you and then for your relationships and um i can tell you right now brandon as you were as you were getting it right there because it was so well said i i know for certain because i didn't feel okay with who i was at all i used the number of days weeks or months to reaffirm that I was okay, I used my standing with my church leaders to let me know if I was okay or not. Uh-huh. I I used Ashlyn to tell me if I was okay or not. In this way, like if Ashlyn was was feeling betrayal from a relapse, and she was um and she was cold and she was hurt and she was just kind of healing just trying to figure out like what's, what's level ground again. Then I knew I wasn't okay, but when she started to talk to me, I was like, okay, she's talking to me, then then I'm okay again.
1: Sounds like a little, like our last episode on codependency, right? <laughs> Sounds yeah. like
2: a little yeah, puppy really. dog who's just like, tell me I'm okay, tell me I'm okay. Yeah. And, and that's exactly Which what is, happened. It goes
1: both ways, right? I mean, mm-hmm. right. I'm so, okay when he's doing all the things and all that.
2: Yeah, and, and, and so it is a... It is a dangerous it is a dangerous way to to live when we use outside measurements and outside achievements uh, to to validate our existence and our quote unquote air quotes okayness which I'm
1: gonna add yep. our podcast <laughs> like if you're using our podcast against to manipulate your relationship that's not still not recovery okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I Question for you, Brandon. Yeah. In, in my head, I look at you know you guys are talking about figuring out these core values as an adult, which I, that is a the blessing, a silver lining, I guess, of recovery is that we step into something that most adults don't do. Right? Is we have to figure out what drives us, what are our core values and mm-hmm. our principles, rather than being told, like I was, I feel like these are your principles but I didn't ever choose them. Right. So now I'm like, okay, I get to choose. And it yeah. turns out these things are really important to me. Um, it feels like it felt like Kobe was this little boy. And so it was frustrating for me. Like, how do you not understand what truth is? How she do you, was
2: spot on, by the way.
1: How do you not understand what integrity is? Like you're mm-hmm. 40 years old. Right. And it, is that like a thing where yeah, absolutely okay. ashlyn
0: so like it's and i believe it's a stage of development yeah. in, in life and some people never get there but it's where you you realize truth is not how i've been should upon um you know like all everything that's been given to me mm-hmm. truth in my life and how i discern that truth comes through my intuition yeah. And when I've been acting out in addiction, numbing life out, feeling horrible about myself, not knowing who I am, not trusting myself, all that stuff does is just beat your intuition down. It, yeah. it just, your gut feel, your connection to truth, your connection to God, it separates you from all that. And so if you start getting into recovery, even at 40 years old, you start working yourself out of that denial um, your, your truth meter or your intuition is shot. Um, and so, but here's, here's the awesome thing, Ashlyn. And the same thing, uh, the same thing exists for the betrayed. If you're in a marriage where you've been gaslighted and manipulated and, and like you're, you don't know what's up and what's down, your truth meter is shot. But, but the beauty of it is, is when you get educated, you understand what's been going on in your life you can start to work against that old system and let go of a lot of that stuff. And you can start to recognize truth again. It doesn't matter if you're 40 years old. Um, it can be scary because sometimes living in that old denial and those, that old way of, of just like following the system because you should feels safe, Mm -hmm. but you can start to feel your truth again. And I believe everybody can. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, I look at that and, um, I think in those moments when I was frustrated and like, how, how can you not see this and get this? And it was more comparison. Like I'm comparing what I think a 40 year old should
0: mm-hmm.
1: show up. Like instead of, you know, he's having to learn how to do these things. Cause he, I mean, yes, you learned, but you weren't practicing and in yeah. and, and using those as tools. For yep. sure.
2: Yeah, this is, I I think this is just a really important and key discussion and this is high level recovery because this is scary to say, wait, 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 I really actually need to um, take the training wheels off and I need to really figure out what it is for me, for us. That's scary. It's like, tell me I'm okay. Tell me I'm going to be sober. Tell me we're going to be all right. Tell me we're going to make it. Tell us that we're not wrong. Tell me that I'm not bad,
0: Kobe. I I think I think good therapists know this. They know that I can't fix you, um, but what I can do is is be a catalyst or or help you get to the part of you that can fix you. Yes. Right? Yes. Because because if I try to fix you, then then I'm actually just adding to this system of shoulds and and all the you know the what's right, what's wrong, what's morally as opposed to helping you really discover you mm-hmm. and that's real recovery.
2: That is, that's real, that's real living. That's where it becomes, it, it, life just becomes very rich and, um, and you begin to see life with a very different lens Yes, and it's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing.
1: Well, and I'm hoping, you know, going back to what you said at the beginning, Brandon, like, this is part of the getting unstuck on both sides is right. being able to really just show up authentic, Leave denial at the door. This is really where we're at, and have those spoken agreements. Have the hard discussion. So I think that- Ashlyn. I think this
0: discussion could rock some people's world. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, Brandon, Ashlyn, and Kobe just said like, throw slips and relapses and all that out the window, um, and then like, now what? Like, ah, I don't know what to do. Like, I want them to tell me exactly what what it is. Is it a re-? But you know what? We're, we're pushing. Our audience to think differently yeah. um, to create more transparency more self-awareness and they can't like be that.
2: compelled in all things well and we cannot
1: in our online programs in any of our previous podcasts we never define those things for anyone yeah. it's it's yeah, a it's personal true. thing so yeah.
2: well said brennan i think you just hit uh I think you just hit it on the head today and it really is, is causing a lot of contemplation for me personally. And, um, and, I, and I do want to give hope despite how scary it might be. There is, there is um, immense peace and freedom. There is liberty. There's creativity. There is identity that's found on this path if you pursue it. Are and you
0: telling me, Kobe, that uh, you, you can actually rebuild trust in your relationship? Is that possible? Y-
1: it's yes a mess, but yes. yes what do you know
0: like <laughs> what it do you know thing, right um, yeah through everything that kobe just said like trust comes mm-hmm. is an outcome as well so
2: it's beautiful and look we just appreciate you guys being here listening to us today and uh it, it, if you only knew the place that i was in if you were only a fly on the wall <laughs> of the years and years and years that i lived in douche mode you would understand how much hope you have <laughs> you actually do have oh, you guys it's like, only oh, get to man.
1: see you know after we've been through the mess and don't forget we were real messy <laughs> yes
2: like so messy All right. guys take care enjoy uh today and um have the hard very real conversation with your partner yeah. about the content in this episode we today. have an
1: episode go back and it's called how to start a hard conversation so there you go we're gonna double help you
2: thanks for being here you guys have a good one We'll awesome. see you guys.